0: So remember how I said you should be thankful as Bearcats fans that Luke Fickle is going into his sixth season as head coach? I've got the one thing about him you should be most thankful for, and that's what's on today's episode of Locked On Bearcats. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. It is Thursday, April 14th, 2022. And today's episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by Bet Online. And I didn't have the ad read up right when I started. So, excuse me. Today's episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by Bet Online, which is your number one source for all of your sports betting and wagering information. There we go. Bet online as you cover this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online where the game starts. I'm Alex Frank, welcoming you to today's episode of Lockdown Bearcats. So much um, to get to about Luke Fickle. Baseball suffered a tough loss on Tuesday, 18 to 10. 18 to 10 at Louisville. Those two, those two teams, I tell you what, the last four years that they have played, there have been wild games. I think the I think my freshman year they lost 20 Bearcats lost 24 to 6. Sophomore year they lost 12 to nothing. Junior year they didn't play. That series got wiped out. Senior year they beat them what I think it was 13 to 12, yeah, 13 to 12 in 10 innings. And then last night 18 to 10. I mean, my goodness. I mean, these games are wild. But Louisville as we know is a really really good team. And You will definitely see them in the NCAA tournament and the postseason come May. Bearcats are off to Wichita this weekend for a crucial three-game series. They are fifth, though, in the American Athletic Conference, which means they would have a favorable matchup in the first round of the tournament. Uh, But going back to Luke Fickle, and I bring it up today again because yesterday's episode was recorded on Tuesday afternoon before opening day, and... That was when we were just find, we were just um, learning of what Phil Castellini said to Mo Egger on 700 WLW as part of the Reds opening day special, and first off, what Phil Castellini said was uncalled for, and it just made me appreciate Luke Fickle's transparency. His transparency throughout his tenure here at the University of Cincinnati has been second to none, and that is one thing I can appreciate with any coach Mick Cronin was the same way but he was transparent but not transparent in the way Luke fickle is Luke Fickle is transparent because he will tell you more than what he needs to but he won't get he won't tell you anything that can be turned into a story in a bad way like Tommy Tuberville would so when you hear Luke Fickle in his press conferences and transparency, always being honest, not sugarcoating anything, not getting defensive about anything. Think of all the times, think of all the instances where he could have been defensive throughout his tenure. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. Um, You go back to my first thing that comes to mind is when Jim Harbaugh, the feud, with Jim Harbaugh over the James Hudson situation. Luke Fickle could have gotten defensive. He didn't. I forget, what was the exact quote that he said? um. But he didn't, like, he, he basically took a shot at Jim Harbaugh without really taking a shot at him. I'll have to find that exact quote. Because it was basically... I think what Luke Fickle, from what I remember, Luke Fickle was saying that there are people who, I don't want to say, I don't want to say anything that's not true, but I'll have to go back and find that quote. Um, basically talking about handling the situation. Jim Harbaugh really didn't handle it well or wasn't trying to help James Hudson be able to be eligible for that 2019 season. And Luke Fickle was basically saying that's what Jim Harbaugh was acting like. He didn't care if he was eligible or not. Luke Fickle did. So there was that. There was this year's initial playoff rankings where the Bearcats were sixth. And he calmly said at his his coach's show that night, which I was there for at the original Montgomery Inn, he basically said, I don't know who Gary, I don't know who Gary Barr is, but he clearly didn't play football. And it just was, you know... Luke Fickle is going to stand up for his team, but I think he also knows, hey, I don't want to say anything that's going to put me in the line of fire and crosshairs. I don't want to say anything controversial. And that's a great characteristic for you to have as a head coach. So there's that. You look at all the times in his first season. I remember after the Bearcats dropped the game to SMU, they were 2-6. and six. They lost. They had lost five straight games at that point. Some of them were close, that one in particular. A lot of the other ones were blowouts. It's crazy to think that when you look at a Luke Fickle team today and this past year, and you look at where they were in 2017, just how bad they were that year. I mean, yeah, they lost some close games, but at the same time, they also barely beat Austin P, Miami, Tulane, and UConn. They could have easily been 1-11 or 0-12. So I remember after they dropped that game to SMU, it was, it was the homecoming game. They had battled all game. I hate him more. Uh, inter- was it interception. An interception cost them the game in overtime. And Luke Fickle walks in, and he said, "I'm running out of things to to tell these guys." He basically said, "You know, you you can only look a guy in the eye so many times and say it's gonna it's gonna change. It's gonna you know we're gonna turn this around." And he was mainly talking about the seniors on that team, like Carter Jacobs and Corey Cunningham and Lyndon Stevens. I mean, he, he was very honest. Football is an emotional game. And you could tell he was frustrated. He's not going to hide what he's feeling. More on this in just a few minutes. But first, I need to tell you about Athletic Greens because it's our this is our next product. I literally use it every day. And I started taking AG1 because I needed more energy and I don't like taking pills or vitamins. And I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. And I wanted to see what this hype was about. I don't know. It could be really good. So now I've been using it for a few weeks and I love it. It doesn't t- taste like it's super healthy. It has a kind of mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. What is this stuff? Well, with one scoop of delicious AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogreens to help, start, help you start your day right This is a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of these things. It's a lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat uh, keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Tons of people take some, excuse me, kind of multivitamin. It's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. It costs you less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than a cold brew habit. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews, and it's a climate-neutral certified company. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. There's no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash college. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash college to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional substance. Locked on NFL Draft live coverage and Odyssey NFL Mock Draft special. This is the big announcement for the day. You can tune in to Locked on NFL Draft's live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft with all three days of real-time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts And insiders, and for those of you dying to know who your team will take, catch Odyssey and Lockdown's NFL Mock Draft special. Hosted by Brian Peacock and former scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. All week leading up to the first pick, Lockdown NFL Draft will be on Lockdown NFL Draft's YouTube page. April 28th at 7, April 29th at 6.30, and then April 30th at 11.30 a.m. And then Odyssey NFL Mock Draft will be on Odyssey and the Lockdown NFL Draft podcast feeds. April 28th through the 22nd and 25th. NFL draft, of course, just two weeks away from today. Sauce Gardner, an anticipated top 10 pick. Desmond Ritter, hopefully a first-round pick. I believe he's going to go at least day two, but we're going to just find out. Mock drafts, we'll have all those leading up to the NFL draft. Uh, Don't forget tomorrow's show, John Garcia, recruiting expert from Sports Illustrated, will join me to talk about how recruiting has evolved under Bearcats head coach, Luke Fickle. And Luke Fickle, the one thing recruiting has evolved, so too has his transparency, as I've mentioned. That's the one characteristic you should be most thankful for. And in lieu of what Phil Castellini, Reds president and COO, had to say to Mo Egger on Tuesday's opening day special, first off, it was an unnecessary quote. I didn't agree with it. He didn't have to say what he said. His apology was what it was supposed to be, but that doesn't help things. So what Phil Castellini said, and I find this just, I, I again, I don't think he needed to say what he said. So he was asked about Reds fans being upset, and he said, and quote, where are you, you going to go? Let's start there. Sell the team to who? What would you do with this team to have it be more profitable? It would be to pick up and move it somewhere else. So be careful what you ask for, and quote. Just completely unnecessary. All you have to say to the fans is, hey, we're trying that. We're trying to build a winner here. That's all you have to say. You didn't need to say what you said here. You think about all the times when the Bengals were terrible. You think about Mike Brown and Marvin Lewis and all the cliches. Keep clawing. Keep scratching. Keep chopping wood. We're trying to build a winner here. You know we're gonna win. Is Zach Taylor saying we're gonna play for championships one day? And it was so easy to poo-poo that quote in 2019. Yeah, you're gonna poo-poo, and now I'm not. And you look at and Mike Brown. First off, has never tried, I believe, to put this team in a position to lose. I just th- I just think he didn't know how to run business. How to run a professional football franchise until 2020 when Joe Burrow came around. Now he does. So, what Phil Castellini said, it makes you appreciate the transparency of Luke Fickle. First off, Luke Fickle will ne- would never say anything like that. He would never try to lose either. Luke Fickle's trying to win. And he, and this program has. So you think about how he constantly mentions the 18- to 22-year-olds and what he's wanted this program to be driven by. How many times – I can't recall how many times in, in in a weekly press conference, which I love those. Being a college student, every Tuesday afternoon you go to Luke Fickle's weekly press conference, you can ask the coach a question, you can hear some great uh, – you can talk to him about the game from last week, look ahead to next week's game. And, oh, by the way, as a student, free city barbecue for lunch once a week, I was – Perfectly okay. Perfectly okay with that, especially when they brought brisket and chocolate cake. Mm. Anyway, um, they should have brought Bill Bars to that. I don't know why they didn't. Anyway, so when you when I was at those weekly press conferences, the one the two words he mentioned constantly was our program. Our program. This was a big. This is a big day for our program. This is a tough night for our program. Tough loss for our program. And it was so easy to just overlook what he was saying. But now looking back on it, our program, him saying that shows how bought in he is to this university and how committed he is to building the program and not just building it and saying, yep, I've done what they need to do. I'm going to go coach at Michigan State. I think when he turned down that job, it was like, oh, this guy is different. It felt different. Even if you knew, that Luke Fickle wasn't going to take the head coaching job at Michigan State. Even if you even if you convinced yourself, nope, he's not taking that job. Which I thought he wasn't. I didn't convince myself he wasn't, but I thought he wasn't. He stayed. It felt different. Because he could have left after year two. And maybe it didn't feel different for you in year three. Because you wanted to see if 2018 was not a fluke, which it clearly was not. But it felt different going into year four. He felt different going into year five, and now it's different going into year six. He just took a group of five team to the college football playoff, and he's staying. Like that is, I, I, I that is, as I as I like to say, significant. On so many levels, I, I just I just think about, I, I just think about. All these coaches across college athletics. Like Brian Kelly, the way he left Notre Dame, terrible. Your players find out on social media. Now Notre Dame knows how he left Cincinnati. And LSU can be all excited about him. What if he does that to LSU? I guarantee you they won't be excited about him then. In a two-minute meeting to address the team and say, hey guys, I'm going to LSU. What? First off, you make them show up at 7 a.m. I don't think Luke Fickle would do that. I don't think the players would find out from social media Luke Fickle was leaving. That's transparency. He's evolved in the university community and really the city. You know, I remember the first time he mentioned the Bengals. In 2018, I'm like, that's new. And he didn't ever really talk about the atmosphere at Nippert Stadium until his third year. I remember before the UCLA game, his third season, when the Bearcats opened at home against the Bruins. And he talked about how he was most excited for the crowd at the game. Constantly mentions the home atmosphere Nippert Stadium provides. He'll never say it. that's a testament to him, but it is. And it shows that he cares about the university. I remember he wrote a letter to the entire student body. Might have been the whole university after his first season and said, we will build a winning program. Something along the lines of that. We will We will have a winning football team. I didn't think it was going to be the next year, but hey, you know what? Major props to him. He got that team to buy in. It's the selflessness. It's the intensity but it's also understanding who you're dealing with. That's what makes Luke Fickle a great head coach. It's his transparency. The fact that he understands who he's coaching, who his audience is, what he's doing this for. And I truly think it's because he spent 15 years at Ohio State as as a positions coach or an assistant coach, defensive coordinator. He didn't leave after one season at Ohio State. He learned so much from that. He's loyal to where he's from. And he got the opportunity to be a head coach. He comes to Cincinnati. He's a Buckeye. We know that. But at the same time, Ryan Day is not going anywhere. So it's not like Luke Fickle went to this university. And he is a Bearcat. It really does feel like that. I'll have more on that next, but first, I need to tell you about BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. You can find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting, wagering information from live betting to the playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. It really does still feel surreal that Luke Fickle's is going into his sixth season. And you heard Russ Helton on my show earlier this week talk about how the perception of this university has changed. No longer is this a stepping stone program. This is a destination program, and Luke Fickle is the, the leader and the builder of that reputation. Of all the things he's accomplished, this program has accomplished more under Luke Fickle. Than at any than than under any other head coach in program history, he's gonna be the all-time program wins leader by the end of this season. And yet, it it just feels like the Luke Fickle era is just getting started. Doesn't it feel that way? Like yes, it started when the Bearcats beat UCLA. That felt different. It felt different when the Bearcats were playing for conference championships in football. It felt different when the Bearcats were competing for a chance to go to the college football playoff. It still feels surreal that that happened. And we kept hearing all these things that were possible under Luke Fickle. And through it all, he's done it the right way. He hasn't caused any headlines in a negative way. He's let the players generate the positivity... He built Desmond Britter from a fledgling freshman to a really good quarterback who's now going to be a day two at least draft pick. He developed Sauce Gardner into the best cornerback in the country. And he had the Bearcats as one of the top four teams in all of college football. It's one thing if you do it with, you know, I'm going to say whatever I want. I'm going to be brash. I'm going to be cocky. I'm going to be arrogant. And that's fine. But it's another way, it's another thing, and it's a better way to do it if you do it the right way, if you say the right things, if you're if you have morals, if you have ethics, if you have all if you have those things and you abide by them and you don't break it. That's what mostly that's what stands out to me the most about this team. Hundred percent gradu I believe they have a hundred percent graduation rate. Their team GPA last year was 3.2. Wilson Huber, their leader on defense this year, has a 3.9 GPA. He's a sixth year. He's already, I believe, finished his masters. You have all these. You have these bright kids on and off the field. The culture of the university is as is as is in as good of a position as it has ever been, and that is a major testament to Luke Fickle and who and what he is about and what he stands for. So when you hear Phil Castellini say what he said on Tuesday, Odd Red's opening day, you can really appreciate transparency. Heck, you can appreciate Mike Brown. He would never say he would never get defensive. There's a great book I'm reading for the second time, actually. I read it eight years ago. I'm reading it now. It's called Toughness. It's written by Jay Billis. And in it, he talked about having the toughness to receive criticism, and use it in a positive way. If you don't have toughness and someone criticizes you, you're not going to handle it because you're going, to fi- you're going to have the need to defend yourself. Phil Castellini went way too far and defended himself. He didn't need to say, well, if you want us to sell the team, we're going to pick up and leave. That's just wrong, that's ignorant, and that's tone deaf. All he had to do is say, hey, stay with us. We're trying to build a winner here. You didn't have to go overboard. No. Luke Fickle would never do that. Now, it does help that the Bearcats have won almost 50 games, around 50 games, the last four years. I, I will absolutely agree with that. 11 wins twice, 13 this year. And then, the, I mean, they've won 42 games. I'm sorry, no. They've won 44 games the last four years. And they're probably going to win nine at least this year. At least that's what I hope. So you, you should be really thankful that he is the head coach of this program. For his transparency. He's done things the right way. And, by the way, when he says he's not taking the job. When he says he's not interested. Don't think that that's just coach speak. It's not. He means it. He's transparent about it. John Garcia will join me tomorrow for talk about the Bearcats' involvement in recruiting. John Garcia, recruiting expert from Sports Illustrated. That is going to be, a, I believe, a weekly segment on this show. It doesn't have a set date yet, but it is going to be a weekly segment on this show. I'm not sure for how long, but uh, it's going to be a weekly segment starting this week. So thank you once again for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. Now make your second listen. On NFL Draft as Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL for an offices. It is free and available everywhere you get your podcast. And if I didn't mention this at the beginning, which I don't believe I did, don't forget subscribe to Lockdown Bearcats on our YouTube channel and you can Like and share a comment on this video. And if you're downloading this podcast in audio form from Apple, Spotify, or Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast, don't forget to like, share a comment, and give it a rating because all of this helps more Bearcats fans like you find this podcast. I'm Alex Frank for Lockdown Bearcats. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. And I will talk to you all tomorrow on, is a good Friday tomorrow? I don't know, but every Friday is Good Friday, so I'll just say Good Friday. Have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you on a Good Friday tomorrow.